and welcome to Cast Pods to Your Witcher. I'm your co-host Dov. I'm your co-host Aaron. I'm your co-host Max. And today we are discussing the second half of the Witcher spin-off anime film uh, OVA. Um, the <laughs> <laughs> uh, uh, the Witcher Nightmare of the Wolf. Yeah. We, we've had some time to sort of process it a bit more, so we're not quite as uh, hi- hyperactive and excitable about it. <laughs> yeah. Um, we've yeah. Possibly a little more thought out. <laughs> like we, we, we remember the structure of the film a little better. Uh, so <laughs> several, several viewings later, we have digested the plot a bit more. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, so where we left off... Um, Vesemir had just reunited with Ileana, um, and she has told him that um, while his friend Luca will remain a captive um, in Cadwen, that uh, he is to go off with Tetra to investigate the source of these new mutated monsters, which uh, Vesemir is none too pleased with, given that um, Tetra is the one harboring all of these genocidal ideas about yep, witchers. Yep, like 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 they really they really put him in with the with the anti-witcher genocider. What is very sweet is um just before he rides off with her, it's 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 he's still so clearly that like child that he was like sixty years ago and he's like still thinking about being more of a knight than a witcher. It was like, oh Ileana, I will slay this monster for you. So he's off on like some chivalric mission. It's like Vasimir. <laughs> Bless you. It reminds me of Geralt and his like his wanting to be a knight. Yes, yeah, yeah, very much the has that vibe. <laughs> yeah, it's nice. Real sapphire fingerprints. Yeah, like, the, yeah. <laughs> the, the, the whole the whole Ileana. Like we already mentioned this in the first episode, I think. But uh, the whole Ileana yeah. and Vesemir story has real sapphire fingerprints. Mm-hmm. It's extremely, which means, yeah, extremely um, him. Which is why you know you kind of lean towards it. This is probably canon. This is not just fanfic. Uh, yeah, yeah. I would be inclined to yeah. treat this as canon. Yeah. Um, so, so, so Tetra and Vasimir sort of ride off into the woods, and um, uh, Tetra tells Vasimir a story about why witchers yes. are terrible. Yes. Yeah. About uh, basically about a con that a witcher pulled um, with a priest in a village, who basically paid a chef to poison. Um, I think it was an alderman or someone who fell sick. They blamed uh, a poor woman in the village who the witcher killed and got paid in gems and rubies and then they found one of the rubies in the pocket of the chef. The, the, and it the, was evident yes. that the witcher had caught them. She was a sorceress, among other things. Yes. Yes. Which... Yes. A sorceress. Uh, she calls her a sorceress and a stupid girl who had annoyed the local priest. Um, and she, uh, yeah, she's killed by the witcher um, and... Um, who, who then pays the chef for having poisoned the priest. Yeah. Um, and she does this. Well, um, I thought it was quite interesting that they made this choice for Tetra is that she is doing fire magic. And, you know, when Vesemir sort of calls her on this, um, because typically Eretusa trained mages aren't really big on the fire magic. She says that she's one of the few with the, the strength to control the flames. Which is interesting. There's a lot of, um, lot of Tissaia vibes because she's talking about chaos and controlling chaos and some have the strength to and some don't and get destroyed by it but not her she is she's she is the clever witch she's not like the other girls yeah. yes <laughs> she's a pick me sorceress <laughs> <laughs> uh, 
yes and of course she manages to also take a dig at, at Vesemir for which Witcher is having a connection to to um to chaos as well but it's corrupted yes corrosive it's, it's evil, corrupting it's evil it's the bad evil. magic evil bad magic and corrupting the very source itself so you know but they're being mutants i suppose um of course Vesemir doesn't help himself out any because when she tells the story he's like oh clever con i wish i'd thought of it <laughs> which obviously he doesn't mean that but but, but, but it's not really yeah, helping d- d- is don't it? say that Vesemir. <laughs> <laughs> not against someone yeah. who's genocidally hating the witches already. Yeah. Also, also for what it's worth, we don't really know if Mesmer doesn't mean it because he is depicted as a little bit, you know, uh, casual about these. Oh, he's a things. bit of a dick. I'm not sure he's up for like ran- killing random girls, uh, but he's a bit he's of a, a dick. He's a bit of a dick, and you know, it's kind of hard to tell sometimes. <laughs> I'm, I'm just saying. Um, he gives vibes. <laughs> He he does. I just I can't I can't believe Vesemir. I know I know I'm tainted by later things. Like, Killing just random he may, girls. He may have you know not what's the word. He may have been different in a past life. <sighs> I know. <laughs> we all have secrets, um, though presumably not <laughs> some serious ones. Um, yes. <laughs> um, not girl not murder, girl murder serious. serious. <sighs> ah, Vesemir. <laughs> oh, Vesemir. Um. So, be that as it may, yeah. <laughs> the the next morning they wake up and carry on their their merry way, looking to find um, the source of of the the, the mutated lessons, and uh, they are lost and they are riding in circles, and um, uh, Tetra tells us a little story because this seems to be the way Tetra communicates is through little stories um, about how when they were children at Eratusa and they were training, they would use illusion spells to disguise their terrible food, but that there is a distinctive after- aftertaste and she, you know, tastes a, a bit of a pine branch and realizes that they're in a massive illusion. And that's why they seem to be riding in circles. Yeah. It's, it's just um, when, when you're saying her telling stories, you could just say with Vesemir when the walls fell. <laughs> 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 it is. She's. She absolutely. She Darmok. absolutely is doing a Darmok. Yeah. When the <laughs> Tetra. When the pine needles were bitter. <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah, she's, yeah. She's. She's describing the, the taste is the important part. It's like she detects it's a, an illusion and dispels it and sort of says you. You could tell it was an illusion because I had a bitter taste, even if it looked beautiful and all that kind of thing. Which yeah. Uh, foreshadowing yeah i have to say kind of interesting um i know this is just like because it's anime or whatever but like i feel like it kind of gets reinforced a lot through the books that like when you know we we get quite a lot of montages of siri learning to use magic and it's very much like her being drilled on like exact like elder speech um incantations whereas she's doing some like double double toil and trouble shit with her spell casting <laughs> there's a lot it's very dancey isn't it um yeah mm-hmm. very choreographed and deliberate which is very cool. rhymey english language shakespeare yeah. kind of cool thing though. yeah cool. <laughs> yeah it is cool it's just it's different yeah. well, i think she's just a different kind of mage it's repeatedly said you know to talk about her using yeah. fire magic and maybe she's just a sort of new wave Kind of sorceress. New wave sorceress. New. <laughs> third third uh, wave. I, <laughs> <laughs> oh no. To, to be fair, oh, to be fair, no. you have to remember the the way of, the way you know the transmission of knowledge goes, right? Because Aseri learned her magic from Yedifer, who learned it to say it, who is very much a 
do everything very precisely kind of person. Mm -hmm. Does Tetra not claim? um, But that's true, actually. That's true, because, yeah, that that lineage was extremely much from Taseya, who is, yeah, very precise, whereas who knows who... Well, Tetra claims sort of descent from the earliest mages. But who knows who um, taught her, I think. But that could be anyone other other than Taseya, basically, and she might have learned all sorts of different things. Yeah, exactly. Um... The I just want to just sorry I just like I'm paused and looking at the screen of where she's falling off the edge of the cliff and this landscape is so beautiful. Oh yeah, like, the, the the backdrops and everything in this are just gorgeous. You can pause any moment of this and it would make a great wallpaper. Yeah. Like it's this is a beautiful beautiful thing. Like the direction um, and everything and just the art style. It's yeah yeah. Um so um so she she dispels the illusion um and you know almost falls off a cliff in the process and um kitsu shows up yeah who's a sort of um elf mutant creature thing that kind of looks like an uh, abruxa but um is still speaking and casting illusions and she's got a, a weird mutant basilisk with her um, and she is naked uh yeah. it wouldn't be witcher without some without some monster being naked to be fair let's be real here it's true <laughs> that is true someone had someone to be someone had to be naked um <laughs> <laughs> This is just how uh, we live. Yeah, I- indeed. And yeah, then we get um, a badass, really cool fight scene with arrows and it really fire is and cool. spells. Yeah. It's, it's I, a very really cool, cool man. fight scene. And, and Vesemir is really good at magic. Yeah. <laughs> like, seriously. really good at it. This isn't a little bit of, like, I'm going to knock some shit back or I'm going to, like, cast a little bit of flame. He is good yeah. at it. No, his signs are proper spells. Like they're they're they they have they cast vast arcs of fire. Yeah, I mean that. Yeah. I mean, oh man, it's just the way they kill the basilisk where they trap it in an igloo and then he just punches his hand <laughs> into the igloo and flame grills it yeah. from the inside and it explodes. It's so fucking cool. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, and Tetra's magic is interesting. Um, she does um some stuff with enchanted arrows. Which is kind of cool. Yeah. yeah, magic missile. She magic missiles him. Yeah, w- uh, with actual arrows. <laughs> yeah. yeah, she like lock. She throws a magic missile into him, and he pulls it out and shoves it in its mouth. And God. Whoa. And uh, yeah. also, you as well see his resistance to poisons because the basilisk like shoots the poison gas at him, and he just has a little bit of a cough, but then he's fine. Um, yeah. Yeah. And and it's just it's an amazing fight scene. I like I watched like a little. Um, video of like lauren hesrick talking about um um you know having done this as as an anime and that being like a real you know departure from both sort of games and 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 from the, the live action series and um you know she was talking about um you know she'd never done animation before even though she'd been like she'd never been part of an animated project before even though she's been doing tv for forever and um and she was just saying like um having it i've totally forgotten the name of the writer of this one. Oh my god i was just spaced on it um <laughs> yeah just three keyboards frantically in the background i'm sorry because i'm just gonna feel bad Bo DeMeo. uh and just talking to Bo DeMeo about like what is possible um she said you know she's never she's never worked in a, in a medium where you can just do whatever you want before uh and stuff like this fight with the 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 is it chimera sorry it's a basilisk yeah. basilisk stuff like this fight with the basilisk um you know that would be your whole budget if you were doing live action like that would be it your whole series budget would be blown on a fight like that mm-hmm. and being able to just like throw that into the middle of like the film and it's not like there's no limits on what they can do is really cool um 
I just like it was just interesting like hearing like someone who works in production on the the mainline series kind of talk about that um and also which I thought there was a really sweet line in that video actually where she says um like they're really excited that they made an anime because you know the you know the games brought gamers into the franchise and and the show brought people who like to watch Netflix into the the, the franchise they're hoping they're gonna bring anime fans in she says the witcher is for everyone and that is one of the things I just love about her so much is um there's no gatekeeping there's no like name five albums <laughs> it's just like she really loves this material and wants to bring it to absolutely everyone well that's the thing like the the, the material itself you can watch the tv series is probably a bit more of the difficult one to start with because the chronology is so chaotic but mm-hmm. you could start with this film and you'd be 100 percent like you wouldn't know enough about the witcher to then go and enjoy the rest of the material pretty easily if you started with the yeah. games again they're games they have all the time in the world to tell you every bit of detail about the series it's it's so genuinely, you can get in through them it's genuinely fairly self-sufficient is the thing yeah yeah the film is quite self-sufficient um i just like i really love that the, the person who is like in charge of bringing this to like the masses through the medium of of television whether that's filmed or or like live action or animated just like what she wants is to bring everyone in and i just i really love that yeah yeah i would agree um <laughs> sorry this has been another episode of lauren hysteric fangirling <laughs> I, um, it's, i'll permit it yeah we're, we're all <laughs> that is all fine lauren hysteric fan club yeah <laughs> i don't think anyone can judge us for it <laughs> <laughs> Uh, um, so when they, they finished the barbecuing, the basilisk, um, Kitsu sort of runs up and starts like weeping over the body. She's clearly absolutely bereft. This isn't just she a, isn't happy. a sort of minion to her. <laughs> yeah. Unhappy is one way of putting it. She is sobbing over the corpse. Um, and then, uh, turns into a fox and, and runs away. And a puff of smoke. Kitsu is, is a literal super Kitsune. anime. Yeah. Yes, I think we mentioned this in the first episode, but yeah, I love the Kitsu is a literal Kitsune. <laughs> yeah, it's it's cool. Um, it's it is cool. <laughs> um, and you know, Tatra is talking about Kitsu as if she's she's just an elf, but um, Vesemir, of course, is the first monster he ever fought was Amar, and uh, he, he's perplexed because you know Kitsu does not look like an elf and she smells like Amar, which is of course those. Um, if, if it's been a while since you listened to the first episode or watched the first half of the, the film, um, is the, the, the thing that was um, causing the, um, the distressing visions that the lady of his house was having and how he met Deglin. Um, so we know that Mars do quite powerful illusion magic. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, uh, and so he, um, one thing is, yeah, he knows that he can smell that she's part Mar because he throws a dagger into this cloud and nicks her on the way out and she runs off and then they sort of pursue well they, they go into these elven ruins basically to try and track her or the, ch- the missing children down and um, they find the Levandrel among a piles and piles of bodies of, all of experimented on children of all elves yes well, else. well, I mean, we thought we had Phil Vandral in the first half, and he told us that he was, uh, he was, he was looking for the missing yeah, girls. Yeah, it's just, um, it's just so p- fun to see him here again, you know. Yeah. There's also a really um, something that I wanted to mention that I'd almost forgotten about. This. There's a really cool little bit when they first go in the cave where Tetra's like got a fireball in her hand to light the way, and like Vesemir mm-hmm. sneaks up behind her with a torch <laughs> and then uses it to like his torch, and then just walks on. And I loved that. It's just a little bit of detail. Just a little bit of and it's 
so cheeky from someone who is quite powerful with fire magic himself. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's a totally it's unnecessary just... little bit, but it's just a really nice hat tip. Yes. Uh, unfortunately, when they come in, they the first thing they come across after lighting those torches is a pile of... Oh god, like I don't even know how many dozens and dozens of of female elf corpses. Yeah. Yeah. Just not a great situation all, all, all in all. It's very yeah. Dante's Inferno kind of scenes just piles of corpses and and he's obviously trying to smell them and get the gauge of what's yeah. going on. So <sighs> Yeah. Poor Phil Evangel is all tied up and is in real bad shape. Just real bad shape. Um, poor boy. He's been through too much. He really has. He's 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 been put through way too much. And of course he's furious with Vesemiris. He's like, you know, I I asked you to come help. Like we could have done something if you'd just come yeah. and helped. And hadn't gone um, after gold. Set up it specifically. Instead of go- yeah, instead of going after gold or like going to chill out in Kermorin or whatever, you could have come and helped me, but like no, here I am fucking tied up with a pile of corpses. Yeah. yeah. Oh, poor Philavandral. Um, so they have a, a, a poke about the place. Uh, they realize that Kitsu has is mutated herself. Well, they don't know how she's become mutated, but she is a mutant and uh, has been trying to use the same kind of magic that, you know, witchers used to make more witchers. Well, the mages that work with witchers used to make more witchers to uh, create new mutant monsters and to create um, other elves like her who are mutated with new abilities, uh, but has not really been doing a very good job. No. Um, no. And it's just been killing them. And we get, um, there's the realization here when Tetra finds like a pot of mutagens or something. Um, mm-hmm. It's like, oh, that these are, these have been created. The, the, like, where's this magic come from? And she's sort of like, oh, it's you. It's you witchers doing this. It's your fault that this has happened. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. So she immediately blames the witchers. Um, and, you know. And to be fair, there are witcher mutagens. So just, just yeah. this once, she may have a point. Yeah, she insists it's only the mages at Kermorin who who know about this, and Philavandral, of course, quite reasonably loses his shit and uh, attacks Vesemir for it. Um, I don't think anyone can blame him. Uh. Yeah, and we do get a flashback to Deglin and and Vesemir realizing, oh shit, this is in fact probably what's happening. Um, And Tetra, of course, connects this to the story that she told about the the witchers conning the, um, the, the priest. Um... Only for a very cute wee girl who's been mutated to sort of come out of the shadows. A trill. She really does. Yeah, yeah. she does look like a yeah. trill. Aww. Uh, yeah, she got her little trill. spots. Little baby trill. Oh, little baby trill elf. Yeah. Um. Of course. Oh, th- this is this is so badass. And again, one of those only things you could do in anime. Tetra, of course, pulls her bow because you know her job here is to kill all the mutants. And Phil Evangel just sticks his hand out in front of it. Oh, yeah. And just lets her shoot him through the hand. Like, and he snaps it by like closing move. his hand. <laughs> like, I know what a move. <laughs> um, that that was incredible, honestly. Like the fucking arrow <laughs> through the hand. <laughs> but uh, uh, yeah, this is where we get a sort of. I'm not sure if it's mentioned earlier in the story too much, but we get an idea like the elves are going extinct, and he needs to rescue her because she's an elf child, and there aren't very many left. He delivers uh, an excellent yes. line, and of course, which is something like, um, "Like you're now, you used to kill our children. Now you're mutating them. Like let me at least salvage uh, the last of my kind." Um, yeah, because like, Vesemir says to yeah. basically. Yeah, um, 
because Vesemir says to Philophandrel, like, you saw what Ketsu can do. She has, even has half her power. She, she's dangerous. And, and you know, Philophandrel throws back at him, well, isn't that just what Tetra says about, about you? Um, and, you know, I'll, you know, um, and Tetra is insisting that he's going to use her as a weapon. But, uh, yeah, that is what he says. You won. You beat us. Um, at least allow us the indignity of scavenging what's left of our kind, mutant or otherwise. Yeah. Oof. Allow us the indignity of scavenging what's left of our kind. That's a brutal line. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <sighs> yeah. Um, and so, yeah. I think this is where Vesemir says the line. It's not a question of price. <laughs> it's not price. Yeah, Tetra, Tetra is, of course, she thinks everything's about money for him and says, I should have offered you some coin. You would have, you know, done the job. And she says it was not a question of price. He said the line. He said the line. Yeah. <laughs> pointing at the screen like Leo DiCaprio and... Ah! <laughs> 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 uh, yeah. And uh, then Tetra, basically, we get a cool anime scene of her tearing the place down, bringing the mountain down on the ruins and burying it all. After uh, she has a Lady Macbeth out, out, damn spot moment. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, um, of course, the, the the dirt won't wash off her hands. Her hand, yeah. 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 That's not very subtle, <laughs> but it's very cool. It is very cool, yeah. She can never get her hand clean. Um, but yes, he tells her to tend to her filth and she sort of tears down the... It's a very cool scene uh, of her sort of using her magic to tear down the whole palace uh, that this was in. And then they head back to Cadwen. Yeah, they really do. Yeah. And we get a, a very nice scene with Ilyana and Vesemir who are reunited and um, it's just really sweet. It is. Like, they're very they're very lovely together. Um, but, you know, he says, you know, he knows what he, he, he has to, he has to go, he has to go find out if this is, um, if it's true or not that Deglin's been doing this. Um, and does a very anime leap out the window. <laughs> it's an extremely anime leap. <laughs> um, and, uh, and uh, then Tetra is, uh, up to no good. We see a very distressed Kitsu. Tetra lies to Kitsu and tells her that they didn't, didn't tell her that they gave the kid back to the elves, tells her that uh, that witchers never hesitate and Vesemir killed the girl and she couldn't yeah. stop him. Yeah, she's bad. She's, yeah. She, she's fully just now looking for ways to kill off the witchers. And Extremely dodgy behaviour, morally speaking, yeah. Yeah. And then we are back with the king. Ugh, don't you hate it when you're when your magical golf GF turns out to actually be a genocide monster. <laughs> <laughs> Once again, reason Vesemir does not like dark-haired sorceresses. You know, and it's valid, honestly, all things considered. <laughs> <laughs> and anyway, so we're back with the king. Um, and uh, Tetra is just telling lies about witchers again. Um, saying that Luca knew about and was part of this thing that all the witchers are doing, breeding monstrosities. And uh, has him beheaded even though uh, Ileana tries to plead for his life um and Ileana is asking in fact where has Tetra gone now uh and we pretty quickly get the answer to that question um yeah yeah poor poor Luca poor Luca bygone gone too soon soon. we're burying our gaze again (laughs) Uh, just let us live please it it was it was a little bit you know, really? You're gonna kill him off oh, just like that? Nice. Really? I mean, I know all the witchers have. I know all the witchers have to die. But like, but all like... of them have to die all at once. You know, like. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Like, who says a few more couldn't also, have survived also, he, the, he died, the, the sack and then just he died, died first, which is annoying. 
and in like a really yeah. dumb way. Like, it was, he, like, he, like his, I, I, gen- yeah, honestly, like, I'll, I'll be the first to say it. Like, uh, he, his character felt wasted. Like, yeah, definitely. He could have at least, he could have at least died at the sack if he was gonna die. It like, really on. feels like but... he could have done more with him. Because he was a really memorable character, you just hardly see any of him. Yeah. Um, yeah. But ah, what are you gonna do? <sighs> I guess. Yes. Uh, well, rip to our beautiful boy. Um. <laughs> Uh, so, uh, so yeah, uh, Vesemir goes to investigate, uh, you know, what is going on. And he goes back to the mutagen lab that he went to as a, he first went to as a child. He kicks in the door. He kicks in the door. Yeah. I love the, (laughs) I love the look of this. Like, honest to God, everything they have done is just so like the visuals are incredible. The lab is wonderfully done. It really is. I just love how they thought out mixing things that look kind of medieval, like the, you know, the, the raw stone wells and things with like these like engineered pipes. But I just, I just think it's really cool. <laughs> I think it's not quite steampunk, but it's like it's that kind it's of vibe. It's approaching really that kind cool. of vibe. Yeah, it's good. Yeah, it's like steampunk, but like carriage punk or something. Like <laughs> I'm punk. Sure we'd call it. <laughs> Alchemy punk. Horse punk. Yeah, alchemy punk. Yeah. Uh, I love it. Um, so some sort of horrible monster leaps out at him from one of the pools and he sets it on fire. Um, and uh, yeah. he's having a sort of reflective moment thinking about, it looks like he's about to just sort of start casting signs and smashing shit when Declan, Deglin shows up. Yeah, and it's, you know, so it's, it's well, I had to do it. You know, we were going out of business. <laughs> you don't understand the family yeah. business. Yeah, basically, like think of the coin you could make. I didn't have to take you in. I could have sent you back to being a servant. Uh, don't pretend you didn't know what you were doing. And it's like, uh, no, I think everyone. To, no, to Declan, I, De- yeah. I don't think I actually told anyone what was fucking going on. Like, I think, yeah. I think you yeah. are stretching the definition of knew what you were doing. <laughs> yeah. Um. But uh. Yeah. So they are. Um... Yeah, they have a skirmish. Um. Yeah, they have a skirmish. That's something I really like. About oh, oh, oh! Deglin also says that uh, he thought he'd kill Kitsu. He didn't realize he'd left her alive. So you know, that's great. She'd used an illusion to convince him that he killed her. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Awesome. Yeah. So you know, great. Altogether, but, uh, not great behavior. Yeah. So then. Yeah. Like. It's 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 yeah, and like De- Deglin's Deglin's big excuse isn't really the money. Deglin's excuse is the only thing that is stopping them from killing us is that we keep the monsters away. But like, come but, on, but man. Let's be real here. As I said earlier, the Witchers are like the carbon tax. Like, um, you you know, like 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 the, their entire point when you think about it is to render their own job unnecessary by making this land safe for um, sapi- sapiens to inhabit, uh, in particular humans. Um, like, and, and, you know, like, as soon as you do that, as soon as you exterminate all these monsters, that uh, there is some hint that, like, the, the, wi- the wizards might have now unleashed to um, aid in previous hu- waves of human expansion. Once they've done that, there is no more work to do. Yep, and, and so, there is no yeah, retirement so package argument. because because <laughs> th- nobody. Oh. Deglin's argument. Nobody consider. Nobody considered establishing a Witcher reskilling to like 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 school. Or <laughs> so what you're saying is we need a just transition yes. package for Kaer yes. Morin. Yes, we need a just transition package for Kaer Morin. Like, but instead, instead, what you pushed them into was was creating more work for themselves. 
Yes. And I mean, Vest- Vest- uh, not Vesemir, um, Deglin's argument is, is twofold. It's one, we need the money to survive. But it, the other one is ask your dwarf and elf friend what humans do when they don't need your kind around anymore. If they don't need us to fight monsters, they will kill us, is his other and, argument. You know, it's not the most unhinged argument ever, you know? Like, like mm-hmm. I see, but I of course see he's... where he's coming from. Yeah. It's just that, you know, like, I mean, bear in mind. his conclusion is on what to do is a bit crazy. <laughs> And also kind of precipitated what happens next. Yeah, yeah. Uh, but given the tone is set at the start of like the argu- one of the arguments that they make, it's, well, there aren't any monsters anymore. We don't need the witchers. They're just creating more of themselves and creating more monsters. Is like the accusation Tetra makes like at the top of the film. Yeah. Um, yeah. Given it's literally true. <laughs> yeah. Like, 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 yes, like one, one must disagree with Tetra's conclusion as to what needs to be done. But in principle, it doesn't, you know, negate the fact that there is a... Her analysis is there not There is a wrong. problem here. There is. <laughs> yes. Um... And so they fight. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And until they're interrupted by one of the mages. The mage, um, in fact. And, uh, yeah. The head mage of the mutagen lab. Yeah. Big mage. Uh, we're, the, we're the ones Big who have man. all the knowledge. If we get killed, no more witchers. And um, yes. It's like just, I really love the thing about the fight scenes in this is that they're so, they feel so jagged, if you know what I mean. Like the sword play, yeah. it's, it's kind of stunted and the pacing is really quick, but it's sort of, a, there's a good staccato to them. They feel really satisfying to watch. Yeah, it's like, um, I think I think that's one of the, like, the, the joys of it being animated, is they can actually think about, like, impact forces and that sort of thing in a way that, like, if you're doing take after take after take in, in live action, you're not really going to be slamming each of your swords into each other at full speed and, and that sort of yeah. thing. So it's one of the things you can do with animation, is just really think about, like, the impact forces and get it perfect without having to do takes and ah i love it it looks amazing yeah <laughs> which is not to disc- like to criticize the ones in the tv show because they're done fantastic oh, no, they're just... just fast they're like the yeah. one in the alleyway in the very first episodes oh. where Geralt just kills like five people in about six seconds so good it's just yeah it's a very different kind of fight scene yeah and it's different things that you do with animation and live action as well it's it's cool yeah. it's really cool um and so after the mage breaks up the fight, he reveals that uh, uh, Ilyana has brought the message that uh, um, Tetra is massing her forces outside. Yeah, it's torch and pitchfork time. Yeah, and this is this is the scene that's been described to us in the past of just like an army of peasants with some mages among them um, attacking Kermorin. Uh, both because, according to according to Ilyana, what they've been told is not not only are witchers making more monsters, they are done 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 protecting elves. <laughs> So, you know, who's to say which the is worse? The worst possible um, thing, obviously. Making more monsters, yes. that's fine. We all understand it. You know, like, in <laughs> fact, the monsters might kill some elves, so they're a net benefit. <laughs> um, um, whereas, 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 whereas protecting elves, no, this is where we draw the line. Yes, absolutely. Um, and so then we get this 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 line here when they're, they're up watching... Uh, watching the crowd as uh, uh, you know Vesemir blames Deglin and the mage just, you know as you two did this because obviously D- Deglin couldn't do the mutating on his own he needed the the mage who's an expert in mutagens to do it um and the mage is like well I'm gonna take the rest of my mages and I'm gonna go hide in the basement because if we die no more witchers <laughs> just like this is actually quite clever um 
a way to handle the mismatch in, in powers because the witchers do have mages on their side, but they're not taking part in the battle. They're going to hide in the fucking yeah, basement. Because it's important, to be fair. Yeah. Yeah. Because it is important that the only people who know how to make witchers don't die, but yes. Hmm. <laughs> uh, but it does mean that they have no mages on their side in the battle. Yeah, and they're fighting against um, like the the pitchfork wielding peasants. Less of an issue, but when you've got um, a band of mages, one very powerful, very angry mage, and uh, a creature that's like legendarily good at illusions, and it's going to be a problem. Yeah, uh, yeah. <laughs> there are issues um, here. Yeah, and uh, Deglin just is totally underestimating this. He's like, ah, we'll get rid of her little cult. Bitch won't see dawn. It's like, um, you're severely underestimating the problem in front of you. <laughs> Oh, that's what misogyny does, yeah. doesn't it? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but um, we, we, we do, there is one final nice moment of solace where, um, where Vesemir and Ilyana finally get their very heartfelt um, moment. Oh. And she's like, oh, gosh. you know, I'm almost 17. He's like, so am I. And they have a very sweet little <laughs> parting kiss. It's oh, so but wholesome. the line before that, he says, you always had too much fire and too much beauty. And she's like, I'm almost 70. Oh, so am I. Oh, yeah. So sweet. Yeah, and he tries to tell her that she should leave because he doesn't want her to be in this place. But, you know, she spent her whole life protecting children. And that's that's what she says. There's children here. I will take them to the basement. I will protect them. Um, for once, I decide my place. Oh, I love Ileana. She's great. Yeah. Tremendous yeah. character. And um, then we get the battle, which... Yes, we have a little parlay beforehand, um, which Deglin just shows what a complete fucking arsehole he is. Okay, it's just Vesemir is trying to defuse this. Just like, look, I didn't know this was happening. Most of us didn't know this was happening. This was a Deglin and the Mages special. I promise you, if you go, no more monsters. We'll keep to ourselves. We can resolve this, you um, know? Like, like we can, we can, we can fix yeah. this. Yeah. And and then, so I don't know if she ever would have softened because, you know, she is a she's she's intent on genocide fanatic. at this point you know it's there's there's things going on but like but you know she 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 does seem like she's at least talking to vesemir because they have a personal bond yeah but uh when she turns to ask uh Deglin, he's just like i give you nothing so you know give you nothing save the chance to fill the valleys of our pretty peaks with your corpses so you know he does not, not help um, the situation does not help the situation He's not getting an invite um, to the UN um, anytime soon. No. Yeah. Uh, and then the battle commences, and what we see is that uh, these mages are real good at portals, and so is Kitsu. Yeah. yeah. Kit- Kitsu summons a bunch of basically the monsters that they'd created um, that were in the yeah. swamps and just yeets them through the, um, the, what's it called, the portals that she summoned. And then we get a really cool scene of all of the, the witchers sort of joining their arts and there's a big explosion on the bridge and that's it's, what destroys it's a cool the bridge. Scene. It's a cool scene. Uh, cool scene. There's, again, this is all stuff that you could never do in the TV show. There wouldn't be the budget for this. Uh, this would be like Battle of the Bastards level budget combined with the entire dragon budget of all eight seasons of Game of Thrones. Like, yeah. <laughs> you could not do this live action yeah exactly um and it's just a fantastic opening scene like i don't and then there's you know they split up and Geralt gets snatched by this massive like chimera sort of thing i think no, there, there, there is the chimera it's there there's something the along those lines thing, yeah yeah they're all kind of half uh, but with so vesemir yeah, vesemir sorry not <laughs> it's okay i find it really hard not to say carol every time too. Yeah. <laughs> um but yeah no this is just like it's just incredible um the 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 whole thing that's just like there's there's 
fire everywhere. There's there's people leaping through the air, fighting. There's 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 monsters. There's it's it's incredible. There's the one-eyed guy throwing art signs with his the stump on his arm and then hatcheting people with his other arm. arm. There's yeah. Oh, the disabled the witcher like, is fantastic. I I love that guy. That, that was a cool I touch. I really feel like um like again like I know she's only she's not a writer she's only a producer on this but I really feel like this was like you know she Lauren Hester had said on Twitter after she read that thread about disability in The Witcher that like this completely changed my mind and I'm totally going to like incorporate all of this going forward and it just feels like they really yeah. are so it feels yeah. like that probably factored in in some capacity yeah so that's really cool actually it's like one of the good ways the fandoms influenced yeah the, yeah the series i'm really happy yeah. about it <laughs> um yeah but he's just just some brutal stuff in this yeah like he get he, he's up in the sky and you know he stabs this beast in the claw and then climbs onto its mm-hmm. back and then i think he fires ard through its skull and his head blows up if i remember rightly yeah which is just yeah that's phenomenal it's, very <laughs> it's cool. just a really yeah cool bit of detail <laughs> um and you know you just see everyone you know dropping dead being eaten by the various creatures the basilisks spraying people with acids and their faces melting off and um the the poor the poor one armed witcher's head kind of rolls onto the um the yard where they are and it doesn't go well for them really and they're kind of yeah. forced to retreat down to the underground yeah but like what a, yeah phenomenal fight um nothing you could have ever done live action just incredible but yeah they're forced to retreat into the into the building um because there's just no match for the the mages and everything else plus they need to get to the lab yeah and um you, you, we also have a brief clip of Ilyana with the 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 kids and um, yeah the little little bald kid whose name we don't know yet we won't yes uh, comes along and said oh I, I I found a way out we need to go there it's like how how did you find it because I was trying to escape <laughs> <laughs> and we know that the other two are Lambert Eskel and Remus Remus being the one who dies in um the Striga so, episode you know guys series. Re- take a hint <laughs> yeah yeah take a hint <laughs> which witcher do we know lost all their hair going through the trial of the grasses <laughs> and came out mm-hmm, a bit different mm-hmm. yeah yeah from the other ones yeah yeah yes <laughs> yeah uh, um so cut to all of the mages uh all of the 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 witcher mutagen mages have been captured by uh tetra's forces and Ilyana walks in after the kids go to escape trying to um you know use her rank to kind of make a point that you know all of this only happened because of tetra's crusade against them this is all just fear and hatred um you know why are we why are we doing this um and uh finds herself at sword point as well which is not great um and then vesemir comes in all potioned up to save the day yeah uh just lets out a blood a blood cry and um goes to charge in until kitsu puts him in a mind meld oh god this whole sequence is just so creepy yeah i just okay the animation is amazing because like from the second you see iliana's face like the lighting is like it's underlit and like there's the way they've thought about making this look so creepy oh yeah even when it's like even when it's like a wholesome recreation of their like day out having the snowball fight the whole thing is so creepy yeah um you know it's sort of kitsu is taunting them by saying this is the life you could have had if you'd stayed Mm -hmm. um you know look here's a beautiful house by the lake here's iliana doing paintings of you looking handsome and you've got children um but no yeah she's you know she's drowning under gold instead they're in a bar and deglin's saying you know 
we'll drink everything and spend all of our money because we've got so much gold and and they're acting like he's the one that killed the the sorceress in Tetra's story that they're standing in the bar Mm. telling Tetra's story about the sorceress yeah. Uh, and say, asking him to tell the story again. Um, and then Lucas. Yeah, head tell falls him again off. about the time he swindled that Redanian priest. Yeah. Sorry. And then Lucas' head slides off his body, and they start drinking oh, blood. Yeah. Oh, it's, it's, oh, it's so creepy. Cool. It's, uh, cool and <laughs> visually stunning, but yeah, it's all grim, dark, and nasty. And then it starts like Vesemir starts to realize, oh, this is death because he has a drink of wine. Um, and you see his face going, oh no, this is this doesn't taste right. And he starts to realise this, is, this isn't real. This is all an illusion. Yes. And then Eliana sort of turns on him, i.e. Kitsu, and it all starts mm-hmm. kind of falling to bits. Yeah. What I, um, I love is, um, this is like such a small detail, but in the oil painting that she's painting of him, it's like a realistic oil painting. She's not painted an anime <laughs> <Yeah>. face. <laughs> she's painted a realistic oil painting. <laughs> Sorry, I just love that. Yeah, I love, it's, it's it's sort of a similar to in The Witcher Three. There's there's a an, an L doing a painting of a, a beautiful woman, but uh, they're paint, mm-hmm. she's painted in um in like a cubist style, a Picasso yeah. style. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, because he's painted like a real oil painting. It's just so funny because he's standing there with his anime face beside it. <laughs> but yeah, when he tastes the wine, I guess he realizes it's bitter and uh, this is wrong and. and kind of is able to pull himself out of the illusion um and then suddenly yeah he's, yeah he, he's pulled out and this is the big sword fight where he sort of cuts down all of the people who are about to kill iliana and yeah it's just oh, i mean don't want to yeah. go into too much detail in this sword fight because it's just a spell sword because obviously all sorceresses are spell swords um yes and the witcher hawking around magic and fireballs and art and, and arrows and she does this thing where she gets like all of the arrows in a circle around her and like is able to launch them at him and just like it's it's very the cool rain of arrows i think is the specific spell yeah. if you're using dungeons and dragons <laughs> um, she like captures some of his art balls and throws them throws them back at him and she, she uses portals to sort of discombobulate him so he can't get a run on her and uh yeah and uh and she's is this where she tells him that it was that it was her yeah that she was the she was the girl that she didn't know when she was young that um that witchers had a have an enhanced sense of hearing and smell and that the one who was there killing her mother her mother being the sorceress who fell you know fell on the wrong side of the town um that she that she didn't know that the witcher was there who knew she was there and saw him kill her mother which is you know pretty fucking horrific really yeah yeah. Just a bad dude, this guy. Yeah. Um, but so this this is personal for her. A witcher killed her mom. Um, you know, Dalmatians, man. Um, <laughs> 101 witchers. And uh, 101 witchers. Um, yeah, and then I think, if I'm rendering right, she, she incapacitates him by putting a couple of arrows in his chest. And she, she thinks she's going to kill him. And then she gets some some weapon flies into her and she gets like murderized oh no uh (laughs) it's worse than that so they're fighting and actually she hasn't told the story yet she tells that later they're fighting and he manages to, to to off with her head and turns around and runs his sword through kitsu and then, as you'd expect when he's killed the illusionist, everything melts. Oh, Except yeah, of he course, hasn't yeah. killed the illusionist. Yeah, yeah, of course. Tetra was an illusion, and Kitsu was Ilyana. Yeah. And he has run his sword through Ilyana. 
just yeah. one of those Ooh. things. <sighs> and then, and then, that is when Tetra comes back out. Oh, yeah. And with his sword in his chest and like it's gone we've lost everything is gone just you know get out and save yourself kind of yeah tetra comes back out vesemir realizes what's happened um this is where tetra tells him the story she's put a couple of arrows through him uh she's about to finish him off but then that's when deglin kind of falls through the door and hucks an axe into tetra yeah there we go that's it yeah um so yeah this is this is where she tells him the story i didn't know much about witchers when i was young i didn't know you smell better hear better um I didn't know the witcher sensed me in the cupboard, um, you know, when he killed my mother. Which, interesting, she is another sorceress who is the daughter of a sorceress. Yeah, yeah that's true. So she, we know she goes to, she went to Eratusa. She tells stories about having gone to Eratusa, but she must have learned something from her mother before she went. And her mother must never have gone to Eratusa because if she had with Tisea, sure. Tisea would have been around. Tisea is like 300. I'm not sure if Tisea would have like put the that reform back and put, reform, put, put that reform in place. Yeah. She would have been around, but she might not have been headmistress. Yeah, like yeah. it was still a long time ago. Yeah, yeah, that's true. Yeah, because this is... Uh, well, actually, this is only about... Um, no, 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 she has to have been, because this is only about, what, 50 years in the past now, because Geralt's already, like, mm-hmm. 10. So um, Yennefer would already be at Eratusa at this point. Yeah, that's fair enough, actually, yeah. I mean, we don't know how old Tetra is. Tetra might be very old. This might have happened 100 yeah, years ago. or more. Yeah, so, yes, maybe to say I wasn't headmistress yet, but very interesting. Yeah that uh, we've got another sorceress, the daughter of a sorceress. Uh, if you don't know what we're referencing, since we're going full spoilers, there is, um, in one of the interstitial bits in one of the books, um, Tisea, um has a sort of note that she's written that uh, where she demands, where she notes that too many sorcerers and sorceresses are trying to reproduce in the normal way, and that, you know, many sorceresses are still capable of this, even though magic stops most of them, and that, in her view, every one of her candidates must be sterilized, no yeah. question. So that is where we learn that uh, it isn't really necessary that all of the sorceresses would have been sterile, but um, to say a sees to Just it. Just one of those fun things. Yeah, hmm, to say a um, normal behavior. But uh, <laughs> normal behavior. Um, so, so Tetra's dead. Ilyana is dying at Vesemir's hand. Vesemir's got some arrows in him. Deglin's got a sword right through him. Uh, everyone's dead. Deglin tells him everyone's dead except for the kids. You know, they're your boys. Your boys now. Vesemir, who never liked teaching, never liked kids, uh, turned away a boy who was orphaned instead of taking him to be a witcher. He's now in charge of the kids. Yep, definitely. And Deglin tells him he has to make them into better definitely men. Definitely the the person you want so. to put in charge of this, of this duty. Yeah. Can see no way in which this goes wrong. Uh. <laughs> Yeah, no way at all. Yeah, <laughs> and Kitsu is still alive. Vesemir, who of all witchers basically just wants to spend his time making gold and shagging around. Um. <laughs> no, now he's now he's dad. Um, we see Kitsu in fox form is still alive, and Ilyana basically, you know, dying wish asks him to leave her alone because she is a victim too. Um, we see Ilyana, or we see um, Kitsu take off on one of her flying beasties. Flag beasties. Um, <laughs> and. Uh, yeah, Kermoran gets kind of blown up from the inside because uh, there's a fire in the alchemy lab, and uh, Vesemir's riding off with uh, dying Ilyana. As you yeah, do. and 
oh god this is oh, this beautiful beautiful horrible beautiful scene this is so sapic just just the yeah. beauty and the pain and the sweetness and the clear love that's there it's just all super sapic it, like there's the froze you know they never got their lake house but he just took her to the first lake he could find and uses his and signs to melt the water so she's melt. got a lake to sit next to yeah and then she just quietly dies as the sun sets starting to stretch the uh, definition the, of yeah, a lake beautiful uh, this is so sapac and i think this is something the whole netflix writing team so this is written by Bo DeMeo, um but like lauren hesrick too and like from what i've seen what declan de has done the whole like netflix writing team just really gets what makes this material special mm. and even when they're writing something entirely new like this rather than adaptation they get what makes it special yeah, yeah. you know yeah um because it is this pure sapac that that tragic doomed love and just the sweetness and sadness it's just pure sapphic extremely is <laughs> um and then we we cut to the kids they are barefoot and exhausted and they've been told to just keep moving so they do um and well some of them are barefoot <laughs> and they're exhausted and they keep they just keep walking and uh Vesemir finds them yeah and throws their medals to them and says this is the only the only time you'll get a choice the only time you'll get to hesitate you know, do you want to yeah. go off and do your own thing or do you want to be a witcher and then Geralt well, I baby think, Geralt I think, says but they I hate us maybe Geralt's <laughs> comment is so insightful at this moment because he's just like but they hate us <laughs> yeah yeah and I mean you've just seen the real tangible evidence of that yeah um, it's a, there'll always be another monster and uh, it's true it's true there will always I think be another my monster. hot take yeah, th- then we get the credits, and obviously that's where it, you know it all comes to a. An, a yeah, it a all shindle. ends with Geralt holding his his wolf medallion, and I think the Witchers oh. as a guild did probably deserved to be destroyed. <laughs> uh, I think you're right. As a guild, they probably deserved think... to be destroyed. The mages a hundred percent deserved what I they think... got. Yeah, like like the the mutagen yeah mages. like yeah like obviously they didn't deserve they probably didn't deserve genocide but the organization deserved to be destroyed uh you know th- there's 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 definitely a solid like you know you know um jedi order thing going on here where like whatever the merits of the organization historically by this point it had very much lost sight of its vision mm-hmm. and you know it fall into and corruption. much like the individual jedi didn't deserve to be slaughtered in order 66 and the younglings definitely didn't de- definitely should not have been killed the organization is needed something to stop it and like the witchers as a guild that needed to stop obviously most of them were perfectly innocent of this it was just deglin and the mages but but deglin and the mages got yeah. what they deserved deglin and the mages and... were the ones making the witchers and they were making the witchers yeah. in their image as well so yeah it was the only way like the other schools maybe well the, the school of the cat got destroyed because they became assassins they've still got like the school of the griffin and the school of the bear and the school mm-hmm. of the viper but um, see here, here's a very interesting thing precisely when you think about those other schools from game canon what you definitely see with basically all of them is that they either get destroyed like the wolf and the viper um or they degenerate like the cat like like they they Mm. they become institutions that eventually lose sight of what they were meant to do and i think maybe you know like maybe i'm like trying to think about this too deep like a little bit but like you know from my perspective i wouldn't even go so far as to say that feels like it was inevitable if you give you know a Mm -hmm. bunch of burly men superpowers they won't always use them solely for their like 
prescribed monster hunting. Like, like. Well, I mean, it's not just giving a bunch of burly men, and as we talked about in in previous episodes, you know, completely detached from like like women and normal human society. It's not just that. It's take a bunch of burly men who have no parents, give them a boatload of trauma of if we if if this is representative of the wolf school's training methods under Deglin for however long he was in charge of just not just the horror of the trial of the grasses, but watching your friends get ripped apart in a swamp because we wanted to see who could get out. Yeah, like, like th- they're, they're not going to come out functional yeah, people who exactly. are going to do good I mean, things. Like, you know, it's it's worth considering that, like, Deglin himself probably was, like, substantially traumatized by his experience as a witcher. Oh, absolutely. 100%. He's like mm. an M. Bison kind of yeah. thing. Yeah. <laughs> but that's the thing, right? He's been, like, if he's also been, like, traumatized and brainwashed into, like, this is the only thing that matters and I have to justify my suffering by replicating it and replicating the institution that produced it because it has to have been worth yeah. something, then of course it's going to give him this insane yeah. drive to protect yeah. it at all costs. And that's what happened. And it's bad. <laughs> there's, yeah. there's a story like that in, um, in Mass Effect because, <laughs> of course, when you meet Jack, Jack's grown up in this horrific, traumatizing school where they were and tortured. And Miranda wants like, to protect Cerberus at all costs. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, and of course, one of the side missions in Mass Effect is where there's someone, they have this school which is like torturing kids, basically turning them into super, super-powered um, psionics or biotics, mm-hmm. the exact word. But one of the kids escapes and tries to re-establish the school. And when you get to the mm-hmm. end of the mission, it's like, it had to be worth something. There had to be a reason for all of this like Mm -hmm. we had to go through it for something otherwise you know what was all this misery and death and terror for and that's Mm -hmm. basically kind of what the witchers became in this case like what i love about the writing of the witcher and like this is both in the books and in the series is that like and this is something i loved about like that somehow has managed to translate into tv which so rarely does is the writing doesn't hold your hand not that i'm slagging mass effects writing but we didn't actually need the scene Mm. of deglin saying my suffering had to be worth it we just had to piece that together for ourselves at the end while we were talking about it right like I love the way that it gives you what you need to know, but doesn't hold your hand to the yeah. conclusion. Yeah, hundred percent. Yeah, um, and like the the the, the books do that. The, the 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 first season does that. I mean, I think a lot of people. I know this was my experience in the in the first season of the show. Is like you know around episode four where the timelines all start making sense and everything just clicks together. Do you not just feel like brilliant when you figure <laughs> that out? Yeah, definitely. <laughs> and that feels good. <laughs> Of course, I came to the thing with, like, absolutely no background in it, so maybe it made a lot more sense to you guys, mm. <laughs> but... Like, well, yeah, I kind of I kind of, I kind of knew what was going on within, like, five seconds, but, like, that mo- that yeah, most people I came to it who wouldn't have read the with books, material. like, would have, yeah, yeah. would have, like, 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 been like, oh, mm-hmm. yeah, shit, yeah, no, I see what's going on. Yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah. But, yeah, it's, it's really... I think I really like, I like what this did because, you know, we've had the sack of Kermoran built up as this like, you know, legendary thing that happened that like set the course of Geralt's life that, you know, um, ended the school of the wolf. And, and we never knew what happened other than having the, the snippets from the monstrum and the bits that Geralt tells Ciri. Um, and I think it really suits the world that it just isn't so... Because nothing in this world is black yeah. and white. Yeah, that's what I was thinking. Um, there is no obvious bad guys here. There's no clear villain insofar as Tetra did what she did because trauma. she had been traumatized and victimized by this guild. Yeah. She's a victim. Yeah, a witcher killed her mother in front of her knowing she was there as a yeah. child. And knowing like, she was innocent. Yeah. Knowing that this person yeah. had done nothing And knowing wrong. she was innocent. Yeah, he didn't kill her thinking she was cursed. He set her up. Yeah. 
And of course she thinks they're all monsters, especially when she has that reinforced by someone like Deglin actually being a monster. Yeah, she accuses and them Deglin... of something and they're guilty of it. <laughs> <laughs> and of course Deglin is, as we just said, like just reproducing his own trauma and trying to make it worth yeah. something and protect what he sees as what the only thing he has yeah exactly they like they live a long time so all their family dies around them they can't have children and yeah. um, the only people yeah. around them are other witchers who continuously die because it's an extremely dangerous vocation so like yeah. all he has is continuing this school so obviously he's not the good guy like clearly but he's not so obviously a villain either because he's right in so far as if they did kill all the monsters suddenly they would be the monsters and it like she was right it was ultimately inevitable that something like this was going to happen one day and they just sort of accelerated yeah. it yeah and this is the this really is the kind of of material that really belongs in a canon that you can produce when you really understand the themes of a series mm. and then think what else what other stories can i tell that really belong to this world and belong to the way this world works both sort of mechanically and like emotionally and there's a, a brilliant job yeah and they've also um managed to fit in so much like lore dump without it feeling it's, like a lore th- this, dump this is the thing um, this is this is what this film is very good at it is a massive lore dump in the best way well it's just that's traditional yeah. sapic he just does a ton of exposition without making it feel like exposition that's something we've always noticed yeah in the short stories is like he says he's not a world builder but then like he creates like all of this lore and all of this world building and he does it through like clever dialogue and like you don't even realize you're being expositioned at and they've managed to translate that into this film it's yeah and so they, they basically now have set up having a whole lot more lore they can draw from in later seasons without having to like lard down the TV series with that lore as well, while also giving us an entirely new story and an entirely new bit of lore um, that feels like it belongs. Mm. And the thing is, even if it wasn't like, even if it wasn't like total canon, like I think we've established throughout mm-hmm. this, we're I'm entirely happy with intertextuality, yeah, and there not being a one true canon. I'm entirely happy with yes. just having the world and the lore and the general vibes and exploring it in different ways. Um, like yes. generally i'll take the books plus this is probably my head canon that's the kind of way i interpret the world as being uh the games yes. are dlc they are kind of give or take but like mm-hmm. that's my anything else to that is just bonus it's more witcher which obviously yes yes it's just more of this thing that i love yeah 100 <laughs> percent. yeah <laughs> Does that feel? Um, did we cover everything? Yeah, do you guys I think? So. I think yeah. I, I think it's just a right. more Witcher, um, and it's just an extremely competently pulled off film that's beautiful to watch. All the characters are yep. sort of well fleshed out and have understandable motivations, and it's just yep. a brilliant piece of media. Lauren Hestrich, we love you. Yeah. <laughs> yes, and Seriously. Bo Bo DeMeo, I have never seen anything you've written before, but well done. This was amazing. If for some reason <laughs> you've listened to this before you actually watched it, go watch it. It is good. <laughs> it's yeah, it's it's great. it's great. Please, please, please go. go. Yeah. In fact, even yes. if you have watched it, just go watch it again. Just right go now. do it I again. I might do that right now, actually. So. Go, yeah, go do it again. Just put on a cup of tea. Yeah. <laughs> right. Okay. Yeah. Right. Well, um, that's our show. Thanks so much for listening. And we hope you'll join us again next time. When I think we're finally going to get into Time of Contempt. Holy yeah. shit, you guys. <laughs> that had to happen sooner pretty or later. Excited. <laughs> yeah, pretty excited about that. Um, 
Right. Um, our music is Medieval Abstraction by Lucas Purdy and Milislav Kolar, which you can find at freemusicarchive.org. And you can find us as at the Witcher Cast on Twitter and Tumblr. And you can email us at castapod to your witcher at gmail.com. Thanks so much for listening, and we'll see you next time. 